You're listening to the 35th episode of the Author Alchemist podcast. I'm Kim York, and today we're going to be doing a book review. I will be talking about Stephen Pressfield's classic, The War of Art, which originally came out in 2002, so you might say I'm a little bit behind the times. I still believe it's worth talking about for a lot of different reasons, maybe some you aren't quite expecting. I'm Kimbu, the host of the Author Alchemist podcast. I'm bringing my years of experience as both a fan fiction writer and a professionally published author to the problem we all love to hate, the act of writing. You can't improve on something that doesn't exist, which means the most important thing you can do is simply write anything. Just write something. I'm here to help you do that. Hey y'all, it's Kim Boo. I am here to talk about the book, The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. As I said in the little intro section of this podcast, this is going to be a little different than most reviews of the book. It is a classic and I do love it. So there's my bias from the start. It came out in 2002. I don't think I was introduced to it until well after 10 years it had been released so the mid 20 teens something like 2014 2015 i don't know anyway i loved it when i read it but i also thought that there were parts of it that were problematic and we'll talk about that it has a lot of inspiration contained within it a lot of insight that i think is worth going over and talking about and picking out a little bit now I could literally talk about this book for hours, but I try to keep my podcasts uh, around 20 minutes or so at the most. So where there's going to be a lot here that we don't touch. Maybe I'll come back to it later if this podcast is well received. We can go into it into a little more depth. Actually, as I'm looking at the book in my hands, I have written in the front, Gift from Ducky, 2013. Ducky is a friend of mine from the Life on Mars fandom, and we're actually still friends. We don't share the same fandoms as much anymore. We do have that fandom history to go back on. I have never met Ducky in person, although I hope someday to be able to. But nonetheless, I consider them a really good friend of mine. So it's kind of neat to look at this. I don't remember getting this as a gift. That was a lot. That was over. That was 10 years ago now. Uh, but Ducky, if you're listening, thank you so much for this book. It's the one that I'm actually holding in my hands as I do this review. Stephen Pressfield, if for some reason you yeah, haven't heard of this guy, really burst onto the scene a long time ago because he wrote the book uh, the Legend of Bagger Vance, which was turned into a movie. Since then, he has moved on into very different genres than golf. He's very well known for, uh, at this point, military fiction, especially The Gates of Fire. And I don't remember when that came out. Looks like 1988 or so, which is a 
fictional historical fiction retelling of the Battle of Thermopylae, the ancient Battle of Thermopylae, <laughs> not 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 like you know World War II. Uh, he has written about World War II. He has written uh, a lot of books about war. He's very much a fan of the warrior ethos. That is very obvious in the War of Art, even the name of the book, which is a play on the art of war by Tsung Tzu. His weekly postings on his website and newsletter are just about required reading for most writers these days, I think. People are familiar with it anyway, even if they don't follow it. So he's a he's an important dude. Uh, he's also very much a dude, and I really love his writing, so don't take this as any kind of negative critique. I'm just saying what kind of guy he is, which is important as we get into talking about this book. There's three mini books in this book. If you, for some reason, you've never picked up The War of Art, it is a very short book. It's got 160-something pages in it, but the... Writings are very short, pithy entries, most of them 200 to 500 words long, very fast read, and very easy to pick up and just open up randomly to any page and find a little bon mot that might inspire you in your writing. If you haven't gotten a copy of it, I do suggest that you do so. So it's divided into three shorter books. The first one is called Resistance. The second one is called Combating Resistance, subtitled Turning Pro, and the third is Beyond Resistance, The Higher Realm. So you kind of get in a feel for the direction we're going with this book. The big key to the War of Art that can help us all, I think, is that he personified resistance, anthropomorphized it. He treats resistance as a real thing, and it's obvious that he does believe that it's a real thing in the way some people believe that demons are real or ghosts are real. I'm not, not trying to criticize any of those beliefs here, just saying some people believe those things are real and some people don't believe they're real. I, for one, don't believe that resistance is an external force in the sense of a demon or a person or something like that. It's just not how my brain works. If that is how your brain works, then this book is absolutely geared to you. But it's not how my brain works. So in reading it, I really had to reconceptualize the way he was talking about resistance, which is possible to do. I think a lot of people get turned off because of that aspect of the book. Really, if you look at it as an internal force caused by circumstances of how your particular brain works or the nurture belief of lessons you were taught when you were young that have embedded themselves firmly in your psyche, you can still conceptualize resistance as a real thing. It's just internal instead of external. And that's what I've done in reading this book and using its precepts for my work as a writer. Another thing I want to address that a lot of people tend to gloss over 
or not even see, I think probably is a better description of what I'm talking about here, is that the book is very ableist. It's very grounded in the bootstraps mentality of if you are dealing with depression because you're not writing, well, try harder, little trooper, <laughs> and, and eventually you'll overcome. He means well, and having followed Stephen Pressfield for years and watched interviews of him, I don't know him personally, so can't speak to that. I do think he's very sincere in wanting to help people. I don't think he's aware of some of this ableism in this book. I do like to believe that if it was brought to his attention, he would be sensitive to the fact that it is not helpful for some people to approach from that direction of just try harder. That is something to keep in mind, therefore, when you do go into this book. It's easy to read some of those sections and just start coming down hard on yourself because he's telling you to try harder and you've already tried harder and it still hasn't worked for you. Whether you believe resistance is a real thing or not, you can still use that as a antagonist to your creativity because we're creative people. We can use our imaginations here. Adapt some of these lessons to what you are actually dealing with. You might, for instance, dealing with ADHD, you might, for instance, layer your issues with trying to keep to a schedule or, or keep to some form of consistency as an aspect of resistance. In which case you can look at the medicines you are taking as you know, the spears fighting resistance. If you want to go the war metaphor, um, you can also go the more accepting metaphor of you know embracing resistance, telling resistance that you appreciate its attempts to protect you from things that might hurt you, but you don't need it right now. Much appreciated resistance. Thanks. You can back off a little bit. There's a lot of approaches to that that are not in the book itself, but I think you can apply them on top of what Pressfield recommends. What I personally pulled from the book, I could read a lot of quotes from it. This one is towards the front. It's part of, I don't know what chapter is, the unlived life. So the, 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 the mini chapters inside the mini books aren't even numbered. It's interesting, but makes life difficult. Pressfield, why did you do this to me? This particular quote, though, really sang to me when I first cracked open this book. I can tell because it's marked in a color of pen that's not used later in the book. And I remember the pen that I used. So uh, I obviously do remember something about getting this book. Here is the quote. How many of us have become drunks and drug addicts, developed tumors and neuroses, succumb to painkillers, gossip, and compulsive cell phone use simply because we don't do that thing in our hearts our inner genius is calling us to do. Resistance defeats us. To me, that is the essence of this book, which is that allowing resistance to win, however you personify or imagine resistance, is a destructive thing. Even if the intention of your instincts to not write or to not tell your story is 
a defensive measure or simply an outcome of issues that you're dealing with, health issues, family stress issues, trying to raise small children issues or teenage children issues, children in general, so I hear. Whatever the cause may be for your resistance to writing, it's important to fight it not just because telling your story is important, but that the act of telling your story will create a better life for you, whether you share the story or not. I do see this in fan fiction circles a lot, where writing is a daily activity or sharing our writing is a daily activity might be a better description of it. Somebody's always posting something in the fandom that you want to go read immediately, which is a lot of fun. People talk a lot more freely, I think, about the act of not writing being painful. I just don't hear that kind of language coming from professional authors that I know or people who may not be professional authors but write original fiction. They don't talk about the idea that resisting their story is destructive to their creativity as a whole. I don't want to build up an us versus them mentality here because it's definitely true that there's a lot of crossover there. And of course, there are people in the original fiction community who do believe that. But it's a lot more open in the fan fiction community where we talk about how not being engaged with our creative processes feels bad just feels bad. And that's true for writers. That's true for artists. That's true for, you know, fiber artists who are doing cross-stitch interpretations of their characters making out or whatever they're doing. (laughs) The creativity of fandom is broad and wide and deep. When I talk about the war of art as an important text for writers, I mean that the importance of it is not necessarily as a how-to instruction manual, but as a source of inspiration for you to look at your own issues with writing from a different perspective. Taking in the warnings that I gave earlier in the podcast and looking at it as a more meta text on writing, if you want to call it that, I think it could be a beautiful and helpful little book to have on hand. Again, I could quote a lot of takeouts from this book. However, I think for ending it, as we're getting to the end of this particular podcast, I'd like to read a quote from the end of the book, since I started with a quote from the start of the book. This is on page uh, 165 from the edition that I'm reading of, called The Artist's Life. Again, no chapter numbers. Thanks, Pressfield. So here is the quote. Creative work is not a selfish act or a bid for attention on the part of the actor. It's a gift to the world and every being on it. Don't cheat us of your contribution. Give us what you've got. I think as rallying cries go, that's a pretty damn good one. And that's what I'm going to end this podcast on. If you do want me to go a little bit more in depth on The War of Art, just drop me an email at kimbu at authoralchemist.com. Love to hear from you in any case. Appreciate you sitting here with me and hopefully learning something new. Or if you haven't read The War of Art, maybe go out and check it out. I think you'll get something out of it. 
But in the meantime, of course, the goal here, as always, is to sit down and get some writing done. Talk to you later. Thanks for listening to me ramble on about writing here on the Author Alchemist podcast. I'm Kim New York, and I hope this episode has helped clear away the cobwebs from your inspiration. For more podcasts and other tools, including self-paced online courses, please visit my website at www.authoralchemist.com, no dashes, or email me at kimboo, K-I-M-B-O-O, at authoralchemist.com. I'd love to read your questions and feedback. Now, time to get some writing done.